Hello, and welcome to another week of the Xbox Nord Podcast, episode number 15. Uh, this week, we're discussing the return of Alan Wake, PS5 upgrades, Bioware, Marvel's Midnight Suns, and more and more acquisition talks from Microsoft, potentially. Before we start, if you've been following us on YouTube and watching our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe page on our YouTube page. Hit the like button. Feel free to leave a comment down. Criticize me all you want. I don't care. I'll read it. Uh, you can also find us on audio only on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just look for Xbox North Podcast. We're also on Reddit, Instagram, look for Xbox North Podcast, and for Twitter, at North Xbox. My name is Andrew Ravindran, and I'm joined, as always, as my two best dads, you know, my sitcom soap opera man, dads. Let's see, what, what should we start with? We'll start with Dan Robertson, because, Dan, I, uh, I'm so happy that uh, you're playing, uh, like, multiplayer games with me, and yeah. you're available to play finally because you're so busy and you look great by the way i'd love the goatee how you doing wonderful uh yeah we've been playing a bit of that split gate it looks like a uh it's a very fun game because yeah very halo-esque but with portals Um, i'm loving just like putting a sneaky portal somewhere and hiding in a corner with my portal people yeah Yeah. you're loading some kills that way yeah yeah Um, that's Good. I uh, I started playing a bit of um, some uh, Psychonauts too. Yes, I've been working my way through that. Been playing a bit of uh, Grounded again because it's been a while since I've been on there. Mm-hmm. They've been updating a little bit, so they got some new new stuff, and we're getting a little farther in there. It's mostly our buddies uh, Ryan and Frank getting through there much faster than I. Yeah, yeah. I get free stuff from yeah. them. <clears throat> They're carrying us. They're carrying us. Yeah. I'm still super curious about that game, Grounded. It's good. It's pretty cool. It's uh, but like, yeah, it's a it's a bit terrifying with some of the creatures that come after you because they're really big. Spiders. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not an arachnophobic myself or anything, but yeah, I know some people have problems with that, and they even have like a special mode to turn them into like blobs or something. I think. Yeah, the arachnophobia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely fun. But uh. Yeah, when you get that wolf spider coming after you, it's got a lot of health, and it is—it's uh, like a one or two shot kill, unless you got like some decent, decent armor on there. <laughs> yeah, there's a pretty like clear progression with the armor, right? Yeah, it seems like it's so far. I mean, I I keep every time I we like break through and start doing something new, it's like we get close to the end of that, and like. There's just so much more, it seems like. Like, we're barely scratching the surface on on most of it so far. And we've got, like, just getting, like, some level 3 armor now and stuff. Nice. That's fun. So, like, what bug are you killing for level 3 armor? So, level 3 armor, I think, was uh, you needed crow feathers. So you need to, like, get to, like, a special area where where I guess you can find some loose crow feathers. I I wasn't actually there when they found them. But, uh... Last we were playing, because there's also, like, these underground science center, like, uh, bases and everything. And one of them we went into was in, like, a poison gas area. So you have to make yourself a gas mask. And you got to keep that on the whole time while you're going through there. Otherwise, you'll start to die. And, like, you only have, like, the life of the gas mask before it just stops working, because it'll break. So you got to time that in, too. But, yeah, we found 
second little base and uh, ended up having to make a few trips in and out just because we kept getting hit with stink bugs and stuff and all sorts of crazy creatures that just yeah knock you out and, and murder you and then you got to go back and find your backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. Yeah. I got to get on there. Yeah, it's we'll invite cool. you. Yeah, but I know we'll we invite when it first came out for a little while. Yeah, it's it's had a lot of great updates and changes. I mean, it's one of those games where I think. Early on, that early access feel kind of kind of kicks in, but then you know you wait a few months, and then there's some additions, and then you wait more and more months, and then you get now there's the Shroom and Groom update. I think that's what it's called, Shroom and Groom. Yeah. I want to say so much Shroom more stuff to do. Yeah, Shroom and maybe is it Shroom and Doom? Maybe is it Shroom gotta, and Doom? We got to continue playing uh, Halo Four and stuff, so we got to oh, get through. Yeah, that. Halo Four would be a that, fun. That, that's the that's the gameplay playing right now. Yeah, um, absolutely, Dan. Yeah, whatever. We will be playing soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was a pretty fun level to to play for uh, grounded, as well. I I do have to say, um, we should try to do more co op games together because co op games would be a lot more fun. Because I think that's that's kind of like how we all started, you know, like how we all kind of like connected, right, through like co op experiences. And I think grounded is like that that thing where you know you're 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 just kind of mining a lot of things and crafting a lot of things but there's a point where you're just kind of like you're also just when you're trying to just build something something as cool as a house it can be a really fun exercise it can be a really cool learning experience so i'm glad well damn what does the shroom and doom update like bring like what does mushrooms i take it shroom and they said they added like a like almost like a raid boss yeah, so the, apparently there's like yeah, bigger, bigger boss guy. We haven't gotten to him just yet, um, but a bigger, meaner spider that is scarier than the already scary spiders. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, there's some yeah, like mushroom stuff added in. I'm not sure. I we've gotten fully into the DLC. I think we're still working our way up to that point. Yeah, but I think I think my only gripe with it really is that you can't just have a hosted game somewhere. So like all of you are working together to just like keep building up this one world. Like somebody's got to host it on one of their Xboxes. So you'd either mm. need their Xbox or that person who hosts it to be online to actually play that world. You can't like all save the same world. It seems like. Okay. So you'd want like a server almost like how they do realms in. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You probably have to pay for that if they ever did add something like that. I could totally see that, and I wouldn't mind even like yeah, tossing like uh, a few dollars just to host my my game there for a little bit or something, or at least have it like cross save, like have it share that save file with all the other people and have it work like almost um, like OneDrive style, where basically it's just like cloud storage, so you can have it stored on your computer, and whenever it's online and connected and working and everything, like whoever's hosting that save file, it's automatically syncing that to just a, a server storage, I guess. So it's still a server. I, it would kind of have to be, because it's cloud save. But So you want a server? Yeah. <laughs> you guys did this arc, sure. now you're going to... Yeah. 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 You want a server? Yeah. Okay. It'd be interesting, like, if you load it up into the world like so if they could sync your cloud save and like everything your progression just kind of like appeared like there but that could be that could be weird they'd have to bring in servers i think that'd be a good idea for that game i mean it wouldn't be too 
too different than uh, most other games, right? That are, are kind of online based like that. It's like you're saving your inventory online in a cloud save and everything. And it doesn't really cost you anything extra because it's it's not too much of a save file, really, I guess. So you'd have to like, yeah, either transfer what's on your character or transfer the whole world around, which might take a lot more with the whole world. Mm. There's definitely some performance increase with the uh, Series X, at least, though. And the Series yeah. S. It Very colorful. Yeah. yeah. When you climb up to, you know, to see the honey I shrunk the kids world that you're in, beautiful grass, beautiful, just, uh, it just, it's scored. It's a very gorgeous looking game. But at first, I, you just don't notice it because you're looking at small little detail dirt and all that stuff. But yeah. it is a good visual spectacle. Um, I wonder what the next update or when like the 1.0 version of that game will come out. And yeah. yeah. yeah when that's happening because yeah have it like because it is still kind of like an early access game i mean yeah. it's like a full game now but like it's still at least i'm pretty sure it's full. it's game. no it's still in preview still in so, preview, still preview. preview. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering when it will come out of preview or if it will even ever come out of preview but like yeah. i don't imagine the 1.0 version of that game will be a pretty substantial update for yeah. that game so absolutely um also with me Josh James or Joshua James. I don't know why I say Josh James. It sounds like more like a Western a folklore hero right there. How you doing, Josh my James. buddy? Yeah, yeah, the lit. I'm doing good. Been playing, been working hard, been playing games. You know, uh, get ready for the zoo next week. Uh, I'm going to take my son and little Ooh. girl. That should be fun. But uh, no, I've been playing a lot of. Uh, Lost Psychonauts too, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much uh, exclusively that right now. Uh, that game has just been uh, absolutely fantastic. Like, talk about such a. Well, I was, I was talking a little bit about it last week and how the game has very interesting transitions, but because you are jumping into all these different minds in the game, every level is so unique has its own music to it. It has its own uh, style, uh, its own story to itself, and kind of dive in, it dives into um, subject matter to do with like mental health and how it affects you. Like there's this one character who keeps on having panic attacks. And when he gets into that panic attack, uh, like moment, it uh, manifests this creature that's like going really fast. Because like when you when you get a panic attack, things feel like things are like really yeah start to like go really fast and pick up on you. And it's interesting seeing these things manifest and their concept for what um, these just regular you know everyone feels depressed, everyone feels um, everyone feels can have anyone can have a panic attack. Um, Life can be just, you know, much sometimes. And it's interesting seeing a game, even with a, such an uh, interesting art style, such a qu- or quirky art style to it, almost like a Nickelodeon TV show, um, <laughs> deal with uh, deep subject matter. Man, it, and it's like not a kid's game. Like there's one scene where they're like, yeah, they went up onto the, the hill up there. Oh, they like to do drugs up there. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, they're like they're like really going for it um 
but yeah, it, some of the most creative levels, um, art style, um, yeah. just entertaining voice acting, lots of dialogue choice, huge hub world, um, yeah. tons of things to collect. It is even like, like I just got through the um, like the first kind of big like level, and it was all yeah. like mouth related and everything because it's about yeah. like a dentist you're in this dentist guy's head he's yeah. got a lot of different issues and everything but you're searching for like his fears because he's afraid to tell you who his boss is and you need to find out who he is oh yeah you can like move on to finding out that guy and everything right and like yeah it was just cool like he's like yeah getting a procedure done and you're like traveling through his thoughts and ideas and like in and out of the scene of him giving his own dental exam to himself. Yeah, it's such... And how they try and manifest the environment based off of, like, he's a dentist, so the world has, like, teeth and just weird mouth-related stuff and dentist stuff, which is just... For the first level for your introduction of the game, it is is quite inventive. Yeah, yeah, it is weird, um, yeah. but there's um there is this psychedelic scene to it where it reminds me of uh, almost like the Beatles um, Yellow Submarine movie, and it gets super like weird and psychedelic, and uh, I f- that was like a really really good um, really good. Uh, level and just like trippy colors and it almost went cell shaded uh, at certain scenes there was another yeah there's another one where you're in this city and it's being like destroyed uh because you went into this guy's brain who like is dis who's the guy in the bowling alley who's disinfecting the shoes so he's obsessed with disinfecting stuff so it's like a city filled with like bugs and stuff and it's like getting poisoned and destroyed um yeah, it's it's such a weird game. I, I definitely recommend anyone go play this game. Like, absolutely play this game. It is yeah. phenomenal, for sure. Much, much do, like, needed game to be released on Game Pass, but also just congrats for, like, Tim Schafer for finally getting a game that, like, a lot of people can play, because sometimes I felt like the last Psychonauts, not a lot of people touched, and I just felt so bad about it. You know? I always heard things about it like i didn't know very many people who played it but like i knew anybody who did play it enjoyed it the game flopped i remember like when it came out and i was like oh yeah but but i'd say my only gripe is like the combat's not terrible Mm -hmm. i would say the only thing that makes the combat feel kind of off is that you can't cancel animations so if you could just cancel your animation and dodge, uh, but you always have to do the full thing. Yeah. You could just cancel and like dodge, like right when you press dodge, instead of waiting for you to finish the move. The yeah. Game, that would help the game so much. <laughs> like it would feel, feel like it would feel really good. Technique. Like it'd be like a like a development technique for. Um developers to kind of slow down gameplay or whatever too like because you could kind of choose like whether you can break that or not could speed up the gameplay because it would allow you to dodge at the last second and continue like a continuous chain of moves whereas 
when you're playing it in this way, you kind of have to be a little more strategic with your moves and everything, because you got to make sure that you're not going to get walloped while you're trying to finish your animation, right? And try and time that. Yeah, so that that's the only gripe I would give the game is there's this... You, you just let me cancel those animations and dodge. But yeah. besides that, the, the combat's not the, too bad. Awesome. awesome. I like it. I keep you just using the mind bullets. I'm just yeah. like... Yeah, everybody. I use the mind bullets. Also, set people on fire. Like, yeah. there's yeah. some enemies that will take to fire really easily. Uh, yeah, really easily. Like the blobs, um, those guys like burn really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. They like slow you down a lot if they get to you first. Yes, they do. What are and they? The, boss, the boss fights. Downers, Man, like bad thoughts that bring you down and slow you down. Yeah. No. And, <laughs> And like, man, I played this one level where everyone was, uh, it was like a game show. And the level itself was like these four stations. It was a chopping station, a frying station, uh, a boiling station, and a blender. And you had these three judges, and they were all puppets. But they were puppets of the teachers, or like the main agents in the Psychonauts. But they were um, animals. So there are animal versions of the Psychonaut agents. And the whole game show was you making a meal. So you had to be like, okay, you're going to take this bread and chop it at uh, uh, the chopping station, then then take it and fry it. But you also have to be boiling an egg. And the, they're like part of the audience. And like when you pick them up, they're like, yeah, boil me. You can go chop me up. and like. <laughs> Yeah. Such a wild game. It's so good. Yeah. But I yeah, I could talk uh, I could talk all night about Psychonauts. Play that game. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. Game. Yeah. Awesome. Um all right. All right but, for yourself, Andrew. Oh right, right, right. I keep um also yes. Um I, I will say right now I'm I'm somewhat stuck in Psychonauts too, but I'm gonna try to I'm just gonna try to I'm just gonna try to bear down, but um, I'm after the casino. Everything that Josh has said, I'll, I'll just say that this is, yeah, this is definitely one of the best games of the year. Um, other than that, um, still playing a ton of MLB The Show. Um, I've got a lot of, uh, unlocked a lot of good characters. Um, obviously, there's this Diamond Dynasty mode that's really addictive with all the cards, the little Did baseball. You perk? Did you get your, uh, uh, there is um, MLB The Show perk on Game Pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay. Another reason for me to play a game that I'm already playing right now. <laughs> um, it's um, what can I say? I love baseball and that, so it's really good. Um, and then after that, I just tried a really new, cool game preview game called Craftopia. Um, we were just talking about grounded and games like Ark. If you are a fan of, you know, if you're a Minecraftian, that's what I call it. Um, I recommend checking it out. It's an Xbox exclusive. It's something that I didn't realize. It's made by a small Japanese really? team. Yeah, and uh, one something interesting about it is that it's got this really cool, like Breath of the Wild visuals going at it. Um, it's really pretty. It's it is on game preview, so the server kind of crashes a little. I was playing with my buddy Frank, and like it kind of crashed a few times on his Xbox One. So maybe it's better on the Series X and S. 
Um, love it because guess what? You can. It's kind of. It's got this like Age of Empires little thing where you can go like advance to a certain age, and then you're you get like motorcycles yeah. and oh, flying yeah. vehicles. So you have yeah. this island, and it's got a cool story. You're like you're this god that ruined a planet, and then you're back together, and you have like this little island, and you start up with, like a small island, and you're. You know, you're clearly just like hunting small animals and you're naked. Well, act, you know, you have an underwear for some odd reason. Really cool. Yeah, why and then, naked? Like, I was just, I remember being like, hey, where's the genitalia? Uh, no, it's my huge <laughs> dong. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're old enough, you know that song life. that I'm talking about. Um, anyway, but um, the thing is, once you start to go to like a progressing, like to a really good age and you start to go to like other worlds that are huge. Um, sometimes you go to like a desert area that's got like whirlwinds. What happens is you find more cool resources and then you're like, instead of like trying to build a house, you're trying to make a motorcycle and you're going faster or an airplane. Really cool. A um, lot of effort and a lot of, you know, grinding. So it's not for everybody. If you are a Minecraftian, I, I, I don't know if that is a word, but I, I think, think you would. Re- I'm, I'm like, cause yeah, you'd have to like craft your own food and everything, and you build these gates that you yeah. can just travel through and everything. Because yeah. I played a bit of it myself too. And there's a uh, like you get a glider pretty much shortly off the bat. And um, yeah. my biggest problem uh, with the game, it was absolutely terrible. Was just like in the middle of my house, I had a campfire to make some food, and I kept walking through that campfire and setting my whole damn house on fire. <laughs> because <laughs> the fire apparently travels with you and so yeah. i burned like half of my house before i just switched to stone go to the water um that's funny I-, I will say um you know it's another game preview game so it's like imagine the the feeling of like when you got grounded when you first got and you're just like oh this is cool but some more stuff needs to be added. That's the vibe that I got out of it. But I was just kind of like, okay, I'll come back to this again. I was just like, I enjoyed the t- like the sum of its parts, but this is not perfect. But I can see this game kind of like growing on to me if they do it right, if they fix it up. Yeah, I think they just have to find a way to make it mesh properly. Because mm-hmm. like the only problem right now is they've tried to mash like a lot of things into one game. Because yeah. like yeah, you're on islands. Like there's crafting there's flying there's advancing the ages like civilization yeah. there's, there's dungeons RPG. yeah there's dungeons yeah. and like it's rpg style so like you're building up your character and getting all these like uh like add-ons and stuff and everything and um like upgrading your weapons that you've got and uh you can have magic spells and everything too so there's a whole magic system. You can have three different like taskbars. So like I was setting up like a whole like gathering resources taskbar where I was using my tools and stuff. And then I have like a combat taskbar where I have like a bunch of magic spells and and a whole bunch of like yeah like switching between my weapons. And so it's a pretty like interesting game. And yeah, you can there's a lot of things into it, and it's just about finding that right like fit together. Sounds like a job. It's a lot. It is a lot. It, it's from the, the the trailer I've watched of it. Sound it looks like a lot. Like it, 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 can you capture Pokemon almost? Like great. Like that's just yeah. it. Yeah. There's so good. much. There's, yeah. There's farming. Yeah. There's some farming stuff too, right? Like you're. It's yeah, farming. Yeah. You have to set up actual like yeah farming beds and everything. Yeah. Build a I built a cannon that I could just shoot myself out of. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could probably build a like boats soon as well because there's just there's 
too much. That's the problem with the game. You're just like, this is this game does a lot. It, it does some things Sounds really like well. Awesome. Yeah, but it's also like one of those things where I'm just like, it needs to fine tune, Dan. It just it needs. Yeah, I think if the ages were like broken down a little more and they were more of like a gradual process, because it's yeah. just like, like, oh, you're in the Stone Age and then you're agricultural age. And in the agricultural age, you can just like you can make houses, you can yeah. build for you can you can like smelt and build all this metal stuff and everything and then it's like okay and then you're in the advanced age and then uh, you just have like a whole bunch of like actual technology and stuff and everything <laughs> and then you can upgrade from there and you just get like you get overwhelmed with all this stuff you get all at once yeah, yeah. the history yeah. according to like you know a small studio <laughs> it's um i think exactly what you were just saying i was just like oh it's really too fast and i'm like now i can make a motorcycle i was just like i don't want to right now <laughs> but then i'm also like maybe i should <laughs> so it's um it's craptopia great game check it out hidden gen um not really for everybody cool. yeah absolutely and then obviously um what was it um playing a lot more co-op games with you guys which was a lot of fun and i have to say it it kind of got me into realizing how how much i really miss playing co-op games a lot more i just i i didn't realize that till now the the funny thing is because of that i just saw a new like world war z update i don't know if you guys see that but there's like a first person mode um and that's going to come out soon in about a couple of weeks so hopefully we get some more you know co-op games coming towards us well we got um what what's that other it's well it's like world war z um back for blood coming yeah. in october so that's that's yeah. gonna be a lot of that's gonna be a lot of fun that's gonna be us that time be flies of, man have you can you believe it's like september and then there's like you know i'm sure next week we'll talk about the artful escape because we're just like that game just came out and you're just like oh crap these are like the last few indie games and then after that it's a lot of fall you know triple a games and you're just like it's gonna be december soon and then it's halo and you're just like god damn it there's too many games you know what i mean and well, yeah no. there, there is there's a lot of games coming out there's there's a lot of remakes coming out um, and remasters <laughs> Which is like a big thing now, and it's kind of killing me inside because I'm just like, do I have time to play a remastered game? And then I ask myself, like, uh, I don't know, maybe I should because maybe it's like maybe there's a sequel to it. That, but if you haven't found out, what we're about to go to is that Remedy Entertainment has announced Alan Wake is being remastered for the current generation of console Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation Five, and PC. With this announcement and Alan Wake being integrated into the Control DLC, is an Alan Wake sequel imminent? I'm going to give it a wild guess and say yes. Uh, now I would what, say yeah, or at I least something say, in that universe. Yeah, something that will like mesh the Control universe and Alan Wake again. I didn't know they were in the same universe until like somebody told me, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then and I was just like, yeah. I was reading oh, about that like early on that yeah. there was. Like maybe some relation between it, or I think maybe even Josh was telling me about it. But oh. uh, like, yeah, I, I heard a little bit about like it. It was potentially in the same universe, and I think somebody eventually confirmed that. And then now it's like, yeah, that the DLC had come out, and like, yeah, they're a part of the same universe for sure. What would you guys want to see out of this? You know, like this remaster. Like you want, like you know, I I see that it says ray tracing with the flashlight, and I'm just like, I think about 
how amazing that game looked on the 360 and how awesome flashlights like actually just how lighting worked in that game and darkness yeah yeah like lighting has advanced so much since the original alan wake and i feel like they for the time was taking that even to another level but things like ray tracing uh, lighting and also ray trace shadows would go a long way in the game uh i would love to see volumetric fog in the game just really like i want i want to see the forest like uh dripping with atmosphere i want to see uh wind i want to see particle effects i want to see like there was always this cool effect when you flash the flashlight on the enemies coming at you and they kind of explode it i'd like mm-hmm. to see that like like uh, at another level but the game was creepy mm-hmm. and it was funny this game i played it and i remember talking to my wife on the phone and like being like uh, it was one of those nights when we were getting to know each other and I was playing the game and <laughs> I was pretty much like narrating the game to her. And it was one of the nights we kind of bonded. That's awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. So. It's awesome. And I remember like looking at, I, I walked into a cabin and I looked out the window and somebody walks by the window and I'm like, oh shit, somebody just walked by the window. And then I go outside and I like, it's that classic scene where you like turn down and you look like down where the person walked and there's no one there and you like look around and there's no one there again. And you're like, well, that just fucking happened <laughs> in the game. Like, that's uh, but, yeah. That's creepy as hell. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's Alan Wake is a, it's a 360 gem in my opinion. Um, yeah. One of the best, people... one of the best 360 games in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, I hear it's coming to PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox One, and uh, and the series console and PC. So everyone gets to enjoy it, and that's that's great. Uh, I think it's going to yeah, be really I, good. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it, it's going to be good. I yeah. think it, it could, like, basically, I think Alan Wake Remastered has to be basically like a test run for what they're doing with all the new lighting effects that they have available to them. And I think, like, they're just going to use what they learned from this and basically, yeah, create a, a new game, probably with control features and everything, too. Well, they yeah. do use their own engine. Yeah, the and North control engine. Yeah. does have ray tracing, like they did a, implement uh, ray tracing into an update uh, for control. So their engine is capable of doing quite a bit. So oh, yeah. it would be interesting. Even using that as like, okay, we we did ray trace reflections. Let's get this like ray trace uh, lighting and shadowing. Uh, maybe use this as like a little test bed for that. But yeah, exactly. obviously, it's coming to PlayStation Four and Xbox um, uh, One. So you know, yeah, we'll yeah. see how far it can get pushed. And <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what options they they allow. For yeah, that, because if they're going to use something like that as a, a gameplay, well, it, it, it's a, it's not like it's a remake; it's just a remaster. So yeah. we'll see. See that but, being they're doing it with this one as well, even just uh, like they're releasing this game right around this time because they're um, uh, it just left me. 
<laughs> well, they might be. Uh, they might be announcing uh, something uh, at the PlayStation event. You never know. Like maybe a Control Two or something like that. There could be like an uh, uh, an update uh, imminent. Just like a test on uh, like the last generation of Xbox One. Then like when you move into the next game after that, you might be able to focus more on a Series S or a Series X only version. Okay. Or you could be releasing a game in the meantime to make that extra money to fund your next game. Well, yeah, no, like especially like if you already have the. Well, they are an independent studio, right? Yeah. So yeah, they signed a they... publishing deal with Epic, but they're still their own. They're on their own. So if they, if they have something that people want, which clearly people want a remastered, like people have been saying they want Alan Bake to be re-released, then, you know, make a little bit of money, uh, up the res on that, maybe um, update the engine on it and kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if it was, I'm curious who did it. I'm curious if it was Remedy uh, internal team or if they um, if they got an external team to do it for them. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, they're what is it? They're signed on to make two new games for Epic Games. So and yeah, then no, they have a lot on. Uh, yeah. On, yeah. What they're working on right now. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some like team that's also just like force like overseeing it with them or like they're overseeing it and they've got like some sort of like extra like external studio just like doing some of them like the majority of the work i wouldn't be surprised but you never know i um you know it's just kind of interesting to see how that like team kind of developed um i just think about like the old days like how much i enjoyed the max Payne games the first two and then like, you know, they then they announced Alan Wake at like 2005. That game took like seven years to be done, by the way. Seven or eight, I want to say. It took a while. Like it came out like in the last few years of the 360. And it clearly looked like it pushed that system to the limits. So we'll see. Hopefully, um, I'm pretty excited about like what it's going to look like. But uh, um, I'm, I'm just hoping that, uh, like, you know, the Series X and S updates are free, not like PlayStation 5, because I'm sure we're going to get to this part, but we always have to do it. We always have to talk about the other guy. But, uh, you know, we, we need to talk about this. Sorry, Josh, go ahead. Were you about to say something? <laughs> well, I was going to say maybe it, it, it's good we kind of let it sit for a bit because we can kind of see, we kind of saw the full roller coaster that this kind of went through but yeah. yeah you're saying i mean just to reiterate it's good when you're listening to criticism you should always listen to feedback but anyway moving on, we'll, we'll talk about this sony has gone through a bit of a roller coaster as josh said the past week with introducing the rollout of um horizon forbidden west pre-orders when I first announced the pre-order path, there was no way for the owners of the PlayStation 4 to upgrade their game to the PlayStation 5. If they wanted to get the PlayStation 5 version, they would either have to pay for a version that gave you the dual entitlement for both consoles or spend $70 to purchase the game at a full price. $70, but $80 us Canadians because we have to pay more for shit. That's how we are. I think it's like uh, $90, actually. Actually, you are right. It's $89.99. That's right. It's $89.99, right? Um, geez, uh, thankfully, this backlash was so severe on the internet that Sony, even though it took them, yeah, it took them, I think, a couple of days 
decided to reverse the decision as they did promise it in a blog post over a year ago, year ago actually, that it was going to be a free upgrade. After this decision to change it, they made sure that they did reaffirm that titles like Gran Turismo and the next God of War would not be a free upgrade and will cost $10, but at least there will be an upgrade path for those titles. Just like when Microsoft tried to increase the cost for Xbox Live Gold, we bashed, everybody bashed. Well, we weren't even on, you know, yeah, Xbox. Well, well deserved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what? We made sure well, our voices well. were heard. Absolutely. And it's nice to see Sony listening to feedback to their fans, but it's also sad to see a lot of fans, uh, just like on the Xbox side, defending their initial decision. Guys, you know, let's just—I mean, what can we say? It's—it's it's stupid, and then it's good that they reversed back. But this is just like, you know, this is just being people being cheap in my book. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, in my opinion, <clears throat> I love how they say uh, the dual entitlement. Mm-hmm. Like that wording was super specific. I'm like, oh wow, you really are like putting it out there. Yeah, but like, I've heard a lot of people say like, if you bought. A graphics card and they're like oh you need to pay ten dollars for the uh 380 update a version of this game i'd be like are you kidding me like that's doing that. yeah. absolutely outrageous and the fact that these games and it's like we're talking about a multi-million dollar company here like it, it's sony like Yes, Microsoft can provide these updates for free and they are a trillion dollar company. But I've seen companies that like the Hello Games people who do No Man's Sky, they do massive updates for free for their games. Yeah, huge updates. And they're still doing it. Uh, They just came out with a huge, huge one. And smaller, like when a small company comes out and does their update for free and then sony the people who make your console can't even like um they're sold out constantly everywhere for the longest time of like all these ps5s and everything and like they sell tvs they sell so many things like headphones like most like electronic things they sell some version of it And, like, for some reason, they're not... Like, I understand there's a separation between Sony Entertainment and Sony, the actual company, and everything, too. But, I mean, you could put some money into some of your consoles if you really want them to succeed, I guess. But it it, it just makes it think, like... It really makes you feel like they want to squeeze every dollar out of you because, like, why, why don't give... Why don't you give the person who... Uh, got the PlayStation 5, the free upgrade version of Horizon. Don't you want them more engaged? Isn't them saying, oh, why would I upgrade to a PlayStation 5 if I know the competition is one just doing it for free? I feel like that puts even... I feel the the damage it does to their reputation is going to cost them a lot more than $10 upgrade. And I love how they reaffirm. They're like, okay... We'll do this for Horizon, you little fucks. Like, yeah, but like Gran Turismo, God of War, you're paying ten dollars for those. We said this one would be free, but those other ones, nah, no way. Like it's it's funny too because like this isn't really a new thing either, and like it's been happening for a long time. Just like 
Yeah. Like I know Microsoft kind of did the same sort of thing back in the day. There was some games that like, yeah, you'd, you'd have to buy the new version of or whatever. But it, it's it's so nice now, like especially through like Game Pass or whatever, or whatever games I'm playing. Like I've had it happen with uh, Minecraft and Skyrim and everything where like you just Absolutely. get like an upgraded version of it. It's like, why shouldn't you? Well, it's it's like, pe- it was funny. People were... People were criticizing the marketing term smart delivery. And like, look where we are now, where people are just like, well, I guess I was wrong on that because apparently it's a huge, it's a huge deal on the other side. Um, It's, it's, uh, you hate to see it because they're just like, come on, man. You're the manufacturer of the console. Give your, give your players a first time, a first class experience. Reward for, What's 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 a better feeling than buying a PlayStation Five and like loading up your library and knowing that you have like all those PS Five versions of those games waiting there for you? But no, when you load those up, they'll be like, oh, if you have like four games, let's say, it's like that's going to be forty bucks. And for us, what is it like thirteen dollars each or something? Yeah, I mean, it would it would have to be something that is really like a game that I'd really, really want to play again, because like most of the time, like if you get a free upgrade to a newer version, then you're going to want to jump in that game and at least try it again for a little bit, play it for a little while. And that's going to help that developer, you know, generate more traffic, have more people showing up in it. They get more money to make their next game. When... I can guarantee you the developer doesn't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. This well, is I mean... an executive decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's just it. It's like, like when you want to like make me pay for it, I don't want to jump back into that game unless it's yeah, really good game. Yeah, I'd rather use that ten dollars when I bought a new console to buy put towards buying a new game because it's not like they have much of a Game Pass offering, right? Like, yeah, PlayStation Now. Yeah, it's it's okay. I think was an odd. World, um, Odd World came out for like free on Game Pass on their like their PlayStation Now. You guys are right though. I I think the problem is, and what even what Daniel was saying was the fact that it's clearly like there's somebody looking at a spreadsheet that's an executive that's going, you know, if we put X amount of yeah X's and O's, and this is where we're gonna get, and they're like they're not giving, they're not listening to a single gamer a single customer they're just looking at their like their spreadsheet and go if we do this this is how we're going to do it and they're not looking at microsoft's response but i think when you get that much like feedback and traction and everybody is overwhelmingly like telling you how stupid this is it's good it's good that they listened you know what i mean it's good but i feel like the way they listened is also shows their arrogance as well by just like reaffirming it almost sounds like like when you read it, it almost sounds like, okay, you got us. We did say that, guys. Sorry. You yeah, know? Um, and then they're just like, yeah, but don't even try and play this with Gran Turismo or God of War. Yeah. Like we are saying this right now. And it's just like, at that point, it's just like, okay, you can do this for free, but the other two you can't. And I'm pretty sure God of War and Gran Turismo. I think that might be their only next like dual like cross gen games, or there's more cross gen games in the works that we're not sure of. Probably but, don't want to say it. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they that makes really me feel like it. there's more cross games. Yeah, 
project. Like, what are you gonna bring up? Did you guys promise that you were gonna yeah. give those away for free too? Yeah. And you're just breaking more promises, or? Yeah. Did you? I mean, remember the the Miles Morales game wasn't really talked about that there was a PS4 version until like quite later, right? Yeah, so, they almost like were hiding. Yeah, they like they didn't want you to get. They wanted you to buy the damn console and freaking get a, you know their seventy dollar game. So. I well, good for them and, listening. Yeah, at this so, point, I think we have more next gen only titles coming out for Xbox at this point that are announced. Yeah, like I'm almost positive Halo and um, Forza Horizon are like the last two because Starfield's next gen only, Fable's yeah. next gen only, Avowed is going to be next gen only. Um, I think Outer the next World- port- you know what? I could see Outer Worlds 2 being cross-gen, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just because of the the scope of that game. Or they could go really big with it. You never know. But, yeah. It seems like yeah, the, way that, the way that that $10 thing is worded makes it seem like there's more cross-gen games coming from PlayStation down the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If Microsoft said they're committing till 2022 and it looks like PlayStation has like 2022 with because I think Horizon's coming in February, if I remember. I don't think it's coming in the fall. I think it got February 22nd, I think. Okay, so I'm sure they're going to put a lot of those games. Well, you know what? Uh, Publishers and executives are one thing, but if there's one thing that I like is when developers are also listening to themselves and are listening to you know, like what what works and what doesn't. Um, moving over, there's been reports that Bioware is considering switching back to Unreal for their next Mass Effect game. I actually think this is important because I, I'm going to talk about why I believe this is important. Considering the original trilogy was developed on the Unreal Engine, this is you know this is an engine that Bioware seems to have a good grasp on. Considering how impressive Unreal Five has been, and we've talked extensively on previous episodes, I Very think it would be. Impressive. Yeah, would be in their benefit to take advantage of these very advanced technologies to the new iteration of Unreal. With that in mind, it seems like this game is far out, sadly. I don't think it's coming out till the next Dragon Age uh, coming out. I want to give a little bit of my two cents of like EA. There's a time when like once EA bought everybody and they were like, okay, everybody is using the Frostbite engine only. And um, I, it makes kind of sense in a, in like, you know, cost and budget issues, right? Like outsourcing a different engine kind of costs a lot of money. And what they did was that Bioware, which was, you know, constantly making games on Unreal Engine, um, Mass Effect 1 and 2 and all that stuff, they had their own engine as well. They just told everybody, like, make it on Frostbite. And Dragon Age Inquisition, which is a game that I like, I think it's a great game, but have any of you played it on the 360? I think I tried it on the 360. Like and 20 only- frames per yeah. second. It's like 20 frames per second. That yeah. game is like unplayable on the old gen. And I think if like... The the fights with the dragons themselves were really cool. Yeah, it's a great game. And the it's thing really is... It's a great game, but when I tried it, yeah, I, I tried it on there and it would it just didn't grasp me. And I'm, I'm sure that's why. I, <laughs> At least partially. Yeah. I think... I think I look back and I go like, oh, I think that's where Bioware went kind of like 
you know, they were like, they, they had to work on this engine. I know Inquisition got a lot of Game of the Year awards, but after that, all their games were made on like, like, you know, in-house engines. Um, I think maybe the Old Republic was made on a different engine, was made on like the Hero Engine or something like that. But I think that was what started making Bioware go downhill. It was like they were using an engine that they weren't really comfortable with, but EA was telling them not to. And I think this is a smart decision. They're listening to themselves, going like, hey, we screwed up that last Mass Effect. I thought Andromeda just, yeah, it, you know, it had its issues, and I think maybe the technology was also affecting it. What do you guys think? What do you guys I think we haven't seen anything quite as impressive as the Unreal Engine 5 mm-hmm. in like any demonstrations on other engines and everything. So it's kind of a no-brainer for them to like, yeah, jump back into an engine they're a little more familiar with and with such advancements that they've got going for them. Like I'm sure there's other engines out there that are doing similar yeah. things and everything, but Unreal just seems to be like the most present in my mind anyways. And that seems to be like, yeah, just a, a great way to go. You're going to get so much detail and so many great lighting effects and easier tools to build the game. You can build it bigger and better. And I've always loved that style of game, too. Just I had a lot of fun playing, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, all of the Mass Effect games. I can't wait to see the next one and, and see it run on Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. I've been a fan of Unreal Engine since 3. Like as soon as I saw the first gears, I've and then the evolution of that engine has been great. Actually, even Unreal Engine two was great on Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Yeah. So. Yeah, and like from what I know, from when they were, well, from what I know from them using the Frostbite engine, they said it was like developing for an engine that was the tracks were just being laid in front of you you know um just something not really designed for their kind of game and it kind of makes me think what engine they're using for dragon age right now because that is the one that's in development uh i'm curious if they are using frostbite for that or if they are using unreal but i think it is frostbite it kind of makes you think all that work in developing their skills for frostbite and then switching to unreal is a waste but considering how impressive unreal 5 is i think them taking advantage of unreal 5 and what it can do would be more cost effective even though they're having to pay a license to use it than developing new stuff and just delaying things more if they could fast track their project for switching to Unreal 5 because of that, Mo- like fast front uh, track um, Mass Effect, so we're not like waiting years and years and years for it. Not yeah. saying like I want them to risk their quality, but developing on an engine that's not really designed for their kind of game. Yeah, I think like you were saying, Andrew, it's a no brainer. You got to trust your gut. And if they feel like that's a better choice for their studio, EA, trust your developers. You want to do what's best for them because in the end, they're the ones making you money. Yes, we pay the money for it, but you know we want a quality product, right? Yeah. So I, th- I think switching to Unreal 5 would be great. And nice thing about Unreal 5 is like the, I'd say the, the thing with Unreal 3 
like remember Unreal games had that Unreal look to them? Yeah. Fat character like, models. You could just, <laughs> yeah, you could just be like, that game is using Unreal. The yeah, Unreal yeah. Engine. It just had this look to it. I don't know what it was. It wasn't so much the character model, because you could put whatever character model you wanted in. Yeah. yeah. But it was like, I don't know how textures rendered or something, but you could really tell, at least with Unreal 3, and I'd say maybe even early iterations of Unreal 4, that you could always be like, that's an Unreal game, just by looking at it, which is which I found was really funny. But Unreal 5 is just... Like it looks amazing, right? Like it is some of the most impressive tech I've seen, and like the uh, fluid effects in the engine uses, the particle effects, uh, all these complicated things that are just not something baked into regular. Just like let's say in-house engine, like you'd be silly not to use these 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 new techniques. Absolutely. It's funny you just said about uh, how like you know when an Unreal Engine game looks like an Unreal um, Outriders looks exactly like how yeah. an Unreal Engine. Like yeah. it's funny that you just exactly. said that because I'm like I just kept thinking about when I was playing uh, Outriders. I'm like, oh yeah, this is. It's also secretly looks like a Gears clone, but also it's just it's funny that you said all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. I want Bioware to go back, guys. I really that was my favorite developer when I was a kid. I love those Knights Republic games. I also love Jade Empire, which was I think a secretly underappreciated game as well. And it's funny you were saying this, but I also realized that um, they were like a two three year studio. Like they would release a game every two three years, and it was like they had multi years. Obviously, game development's harder now. But it's been a long time since they've released a game. Since I think 2017, I want to say, was like the last released game they've ever done. And then they've been kind of dormant right now. So I'd I'd love to see them. What was that? Anthem? Yeah, maybe that was 2018. I want to say maybe that was 2018. I totally forgot about Anthem. I totally forgot about that game. I enjoyed like most of the game. Right? I think everyone forgot about Anthem. Andrew. I was I was disappointed that they failed so hard because they had like an interesting looked so good. So yeah. it looked so interesting. So interesting. good and just like yeah, yeah just loved like the speedy guy just flipping around and yeah. like through the, the whole yeah. world flying and everything. It was just like a nice cool comfortable yeah. gameplay. They kind of like Destiny on on steroids just flying around and like just way more vertical. Yeah, it had an iron. February twenty second, twenty nineteen. Wow, I totally forgot that game was released. I totally, I and I remember watching that first trailer, being like, "Bioware's back, baby." Never mind. We'll see. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh well, maybe they'll be back. I'm, I'm, I'm really rooting for them, guys. I'm, I'm hoping the next Dragon Age is a great game. I wasn't the biggest Inquisition fan, but I loved the first two Dragon Age games. Those were great games. A lot of people loved Inquisition more. Um, I did feel like I could barely play it on my old 360, and I remembered being like, I don't know what it is, but the Bioware look of games are not as fun as I remembered before. But we'll see, you know. Um, yeah. well, speaking of, you know, old school developers, um, do you guys remember Fraxis Games? Have you guys yes. ever heard of Fraxis? I XCOM. love this. Yeah, XCOM. You know what? You know what my favorite game from them is? And a lot of people really need to play it it's an old classic xbox game also came for um pc sid meyer's pirates love that really? game. that's them 
Yeah, that's dumb. Sid Myers is actually uh founder of that uh uh, uh company. So um really great game. Uh one of my favorite games when oh, I was really? a kid. You know, you know, swashbuckling pirate game. Anyway, right now they are working on Marvel's Midnight Suns. This game looks incredible. I'm 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 all in for it. It's shaping up to be a fantastic take on tactical RPG that Fraxis has brought to the mainstream with XCOM and various other games. Um, with the property like this and the appear of Marble, do you think this will bring tactics games to a whole new generation? I'm just going to say this tactics has been out, like has been there for such a long time, like, like tactical RPGs, tactical battle systems. And it's always been one of those things. that's like been a niche for some. I'm the guy that, that believes that this is like, it can be great. It can be like a mainstay for a lot of folks, especially younger generation. Because I think about uh, Advance Wars on the original Game Boy and how fun that game was. I don't know if you guys ever played that game. Um, I think even right now, recently, with Gears Tactics, I love Gears Tactics. And I'm just like, you know, I can use more games like this. Every game is becoming third-person and first-person shooters and third-person action-adventures and RPGs. And I'm just like, oh, Tactics. What we saw, which I believe was like a 20-minute uh, demo there was a really cool card system going on i loved it i'm like i'm in i'm totally in guys i know it's like not everybody's cup of tea but is it just me it looks it looks a lot of fun and i i don't know what about you guys i i've always struggled with some of the card games and everything i mean uh like in in real life with actual cards i've spent yeah. way too much money in my life on card games that's for sure. Like, I remember, like, all the way back when I was really little and my brother was learning to play Magic the Gathering and then, like, played some Dragon Ball Z cards, had Pokemon cards and Digimon cards and everything, and then, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards and stuff, and then eventually had some, uh, like, Magic cards of my own. And I still have them in a massive box. Yeah. I Keep still have forever, cards. dude. Yeah, don't sell it. I have, I have the, um, like, a haste deck from, uh, Thing, but I, I my brother's cards from when I was super little. Yeah, they're they're great because you can you know what when you get when you get to show them for like children like they can get like it's a really cool like little passion hobby for people who are younger down the line because I'm sure down the line you know like I'm sure like your kids are going to be used to some sort of new version of Pokemon or some sort of thing right some sort of card based system but it's 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 a lot of skill for learning like it's a really cool exercise it's. It's really inventive. It you know it's like it provides a lot of strategy on it. Uh, I just think fifty-two cards, and you've got a uh, like a million different games people have just come up with. <laughs> like just well, a standard. It would be interesting them mixing the card kind of system into a tactics based like. Um, I I almost look at games like that as almost like playing chess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's just it. Is. It's like you get a lot of that feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that aspect of it where I'll try it, but I've always found, yeah, it, it ends up being I don't have enough money for that many cards or enough time for that many cards. Yeah. Well, you know what? The thing is with, you know, and, and a lot of people say people who don't, who have Game Pass don't pay for games. You know what? That's kind of true, but I pay for my service and I, if this will eventually come, on sale or maybe on Game Pass in the future, I'll definitely try it. Oh yeah. I don't see me picking it up, but I as a comic book lover, 
I love the fact that they're using uh, characters like Blade in it, uh, Wolverine. Seems yeah. to be a pretty unique story too. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And I love this like era we're in of Marvel games where it seems like they're just going to other companies and they're like saying, "Hey, you make cool games. Why don't you make a Marvel game?" Yeah. Like, yeah. Does it matter like what universe you're pulling from or anything? But just yeah. make it. Yeah. Just make it. Make it, it cool. It's um I mean when I watched this, I was like, oh, it's cool, the hunter. So it's like you get to create your own superhero and then you get to have the other heroes to be beside you. The great thing that I liked about it is that most tactics games are always like in a top-down view and you're seeing like in God mode or like yeah. in a, you know, this is like in a third person mode, so you're not like the whole map isn't um, so like there's some discovery elements there's some flanking that could be made from the opponent or you do it mm-hmm. so i just i thought that way i was just like okay i think perhaps this is a great way for a new generation to look at tactics in a different way because you know like a lot of tactical games they just did that like top-down view and you're just like oh right this is the game i'm playing like here's tactics mm-hmm. top-down view looks great but i was also like it would be really cool if it was a little bit more third person and that way it's a little bit more, you know, just more intimate. So looks cool. We'll see. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And hope not gaming coming to Game Pass, but maybe it will. I, I think it's a game that probably will come to Game Pass down the line because there's probably who's the publisher? Oh, it's 2K. Oh, it 2K? It's so funny you said that, Josh. You're so good at this. You're so good at the damn <laughs> script, man. It's like you wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's funny that he said that because guess what? It's our big discussion of the day. We are hearing rumors that Microsoft is not going to be quiet for much longer on this whole acquisition of publishers. It's now starting to heat up, particularly one between what publisher again, Josh? Take two, apparently. Take two. Like- Oh yeah, just a thought. Like if there. if Microsoft ends up buying Take Two, by the way, Take Two is Two K, Rockstar, and also Private Division, which is a like a publisher that you guys, everybody needs to know about. Which um, Microsoft has worked with, so is this Obsidian. Absolutely, and that would send huge waves throughout the industry. We're talking about a company mm-hmm. that's valued at twenty billion dollars. Uh, so that's Two and a half uh, Bethesda's, uh, or sorry, Zenimax. Um, I think, or no, that's almost three Bethesda's, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. and has some of the biggest properties under their belts. You know, small games like the 2K series, an indie game like Grand Theft Auto. Um, yeah. If this, <laughs> you know, nobody plays that game, just a bunch of eight-year-old kids, right? Uh, if this is real, what do we think? If there is a publisher Microsoft should pursue, who do we think? I want to hear everyone on this because then I'll tell you my opinion. But yeah, what were you saying? Sorry. So I just want to say something. Phil Spencer has a talk at the end. So keep this in mind. Phil Spencer has an actual talk at the end of the month with the president. If if I'm pretty positive, the president of 2K, it's like a one-on-one talk at the end of the month. So that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that? (laughs) That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, right? Well, it's uh, like, like, man, you get Take Two and you get Bethesda all together and everything. That's like ninety percent of the games I've put most of my time into. 
<laughs> like yeah. I'm sold. I, yeah, I like, yeah. I, I like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead and yeah. You throw all that stuff on Game Pass for me, I'd be happy as a clam. Red Dead Redemption Two, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I it, will. Sorry, go ahead. It makes me think. So, what would the reasoning be behind this? Besides, obviously, getting the biggest game in probably having the two biggest games under your belt, Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto. Imagine that. But yeah. why would they buy Take Two? I. It makes me think that they are getting too. So. The only thing I can think of the reasoning why they would want to buy Take Two is to buy a publisher that can manage more publish more developers for them. So they have their Microsoft, their game, their Xbox gaming studios that have their like twenty three studios or like even fifteen, not including uh, Bethesda. Have Bethesda manage themselves, and then also have Take Two, and then. Bethesda can take on more studios under their belt and take two takes more studios under their belt and instead of um you know Xbox uh studios growing even more studios and then that one that uh then they have like I, I think it's like that one guy I forget his name is managing all those studios right now it's like it becomes too much right yeah so I could see them buying um, Take Two to almost take on that uh, greater role for them, but it's a rumor, right? Like <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. The other question on here: What publisher I'd like them to pursue? I'd like them to 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 buy Sega. I feel like Microsoft could uh, uh, put some more energy into yeah. into Sega, um, like bring them uh bring them back in in a sense you know have them be a a platform uh uh almost mascot holder to to a single platform again right didn't they even announce or aren't there rumors of something about a uh a second sonic movie yeah well yeah they already finished filming it yeah the first one was a hit by the way the first one was a big hit it's like it's on um amazon prime you can watch it yeah everything you know like you're getting the attention from the movie side the cinematic side and everything and you're doing a great job at it like they listened to like the fans and everything and made him look like sonic yeah remember how he looked before oh my god that was outrageous oh Oh, man that trailer was like i'm i'm all for like creative uh like pathways and and doing your own thing and everything but at the same time sonic's just like He's got to have those massive oversized eyes that just take up about this much of his face. Yeah. Well, and I think um, getting, you know, away from the take two acquisition, because like, come on, do we really think that'll happen? But there is that talk at the end of the month. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I feel like um, Sony clearly has square lockdown. Yeah, like we get we get the the cast offs from Square. We get the the games Square doesn't really give a, a crap about, right? Yeah, like we don't get the Final Fantasies. We get we get the the Outriders, you know. Um, we don't even get the Avengers, right? Um, yeah. So I feel like Sony has has them 
unlock, especially the fact that they just announced a ton of Final Fantasy games coming to PlayStation Now. So they clearly want PlayStation Now to be the home for Final Fantasy. They just want PlayStation to be the home for Final Fantasy. And I feel like uh, Microsoft has a good opportunity, especially if they acquire Sega, um, to make them the home for Persona or the home for the Yakuza series or Sonic in general. Um, So I would like to see that. That that's the publisher I want. You know awesome. what's funny? You could probably buy Sega for like one or two billion dollars. Yeah, for real. Like 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 you know, instead of twenty billion, you could probably get them for one or two. I'm, I I will say there's one thing to add that the Take Two CEO has criticized Game Pass like constantly. He keeps going and like, yeah. it's just not sustainable. It's just like, how are you going to make, like he has said it a few times. Like, I just don't see us releasing really? game one. And Microsoft keeps acquiring stuff. Like, I mean, they must be making bank because they're just like investing in this, like no tomorrow. Yeah. And well, seems to be working out for them so far. It, well, it's funny. Cause like you, you hear them criticize it here, but they also praise it here and there. They talk about like huge sales spikes for like rent. Auto, like when they announce it's leaving the service. They get like a forty per uh, percent yeah. like sales spike on the platform, uh, so they're clearly they might not see it as they might see it as a sustainable thing, but they might not see it as something for them uh, to put off the bat. They yeah. they 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 probably look at it as more like okay, sales are dipping on this game. Let's talk to Microsoft about a Game Pass deal. Yep. You know reinvigorate this oh the sequel for this game is coming let's put the original one on game onto game pass um yeah. they can almost use it as their own marketing um, yeah it's uh, basically like a blockbuster you yeah, just exactly. go and like tossing that game in there for a uh like somebody to come and pick up like take for or stroll for a little while you know because yeah. eventually it, it it rotates out of there as well and it'll come through and that's just it is uh like that exit spike creates a big generation of sales they also get like way more traffic as soon as you get in so it's a nice in and out why not do it sort of thing for yeah a game that's it's on the outs or hasn't been getting much traffic lately it just yeah reinvigorates everything yeah I mean, and, and like i feel like people like forget and like you know you can buy games on game on xbox you know you can buy these games on game pass everyone thinks oh people don't buy games uh well you know i don't buy a lot of games these days but i yeah. do like i said i pay for my service and it's not like the developer didn't get paid right like yeah. they took the deal for a reason it's just like when they develop a game for a publisher the publisher pays them you can say it's almost like a similar kind of deal as uh, especially probably towards like an indie dev. They almost probably look at Microsoft as, yo, these guys just funded our entire game. Everything yep. after that is just like gravy, right? You um, keep you keep hearing about the production cost being covered. Like that is yeah, like, huge. That's huge for an indie developer. Yeah, yeah, so you cover the production costs of the Xbox and like my other versions and I slap it on other platforms. I get a huge like bump of press and uh people talking about it and people streaming my game because it's on game pass i i bet there's like full channels on uh twitch that are just people who just play game pass games and stuff i'm even thinking about like uh doing a series on our channel where it's just just 
going through the releases of Game Pass games really quickly and just being like, this is worth your time. This is not worth your time. Um, yeah. Or something like that. Like, Please do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Can I, may I also put in a publisher that I really think that should be bought? But I know we're not really talking too much because we're all Series X owners and we don't play a lot of PC. But I think we need to buy a big PC publishing purchase. Like somebody like in the val- like reign of like Valve or some sort of like Paradox. Or something like that. I, I, I'm not trying to say like, hey, leave Xbox behind. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to put like a keyboard and mouse and implement PC games on consoles. Like I hope Age of Empires comes on console. I feel uh, like Bethesda was that purchase though. Almost. I, I kind of feel like they want that PC crowd that's also in the Asian markets. You know what I mean? Like because PC is played a lot in russia it's a lot it's played a lot in you know china and korea like i think microsoft is trying to get that four billion gamers just getting take two okay take two is yes very important but don't you think like maybe they're trying to figure out to be you know like going after also other types of different versions of the fish instead of like the same type i think they're making it easier for themselves to do because they're just making like windows 11 more like the xbox series x and vice yep. versa like they're slowly merging into kind of one platform and when you're doing that then it makes it extremely easy to port the games that all the pc publishers are making already right over into xbox mm-hmm. and make that a game pass or include it in the game pass ultimate and have it for both and that's just they, it like they they also need to once this um cloud streaming is finally out of beta you have to allow me to purchase full games that are not in game pass and let me stream it onto a device because once you allow people to do that that's when the floodgates are open for them oh yeah absolutely Absolutely. anywhere on anything and play at least mostly reliably and like you know, they're they're going to be at the Tokyo Game Show. We were saying like last week. I feel like their biggest opportunity is to push uh, portable gaming on cloud streaming. Push that, like push that hard, man. Yeah. Um, I, I I wouldn't even be surprised if at the Tokyo Game Show they announced the uh, little streaming stick. Or you know, I could even totally see them announcing that this week or even early next week, just to kind of off. Um, Offset the the amount of news that will be coming out of um, uh, Sony Showcase this week, which is going to be exciting, man. It's going to be really exciting. I the, um, the future is bright for sure. Absolutely, there's going to be some exclusive news coming in um, Tokyo Game Show as well. Uh, future is look, yeah, future is looking really good, and I. I'm in the camp where I, I feel like, man, I'm so happy that, uh, you know, like Microsoft is constantly buying. But the thing that I keep thinking about is the fact that like, hey, Microsoft is making so much money, but the like they have to invest in these things because they're mm-hmm. going to be losing money if they don't invest in things and buy it in and put it into like, like, you know, like investments, because that money is there. They literally have a bunch of money that they have to put put into. They have to like purchase these stuff. So it's only good, and it's only it's only helpful for us, and it's only well, great. You never know; that could be one of the main, like in ten years, that could be their main source of revenue, is like their gaming division. You never know. Like um, this sounds crazy, but like, what if things like the metaverse start like taking off? Like, um, 
like these um like think of this this is getting into more like science fiction almost territory but think of uh, uh the book ready player one um, yeah like think of a future kind of like that and if you have the backing of all these developers and like um if this is where where we are going in software which it kind of feels like we are like look at games like Fortnite with their whole live events like that whole Ariana Grande event that happened or just like their uh Travis Scott concert and stuff like that like things are happening in these like metaverse games like there's this game called Core and now Dead Mouse has created his own core world and he's doing live concerts within it and it's constantly evolving and changing yeah. um so this is where things are going, and I can totally see them uh, buying a company like Take-Two and going all in. Because if you buy a company like Take-Two, what better game to make a metaverse game like that than Grand Theft Auto Six? Yep. That game is already, right now, essentially Ready Player One, but with a yeah. controller. Oh, yeah. Right? And I can't like, wait. Like, like I was saying, they're going to be merging basically windows 11 and xbox they're very similar in their architecture and everything at okay. least from what i understand of it. well and the I xbox think... can even do more right oh yeah, yeah. and I think that's part of the reason why they're not worried about um vr or anything like that like go ahead develop your vr it's the best it can be right now on pc and everything you're going to get the best experience for vr on there as soon as like games are starting to be made for Windows 11 or the move to Windows 11 becomes more of the norm or 11.5 or whatever it ends up becoming, then what's the difference? Why not just run VR on my Xbox now? And all you'll need is a little adapter to plug in all the equipment. Or yeah, I think, I, I think all that stuff will come. Yeah. Portable stuff, yeah. There's just going to be more portability like the uh, VR system you guys have. And when, and when I said Xbox can do more, all right, people, I know PCs can do a lot fucking more than that. Like, believe me, I know the PC can do more. Uh, what I mean, like, the Xbox can do, they have right now a direct storage uh, yeah. API, which is, which is coming in, uh, they do direct storage, which is coming in Windows 11. So that's the only thing I meant by it, it does that particular thing more. It's not like you're getting instant loads on PC right now, so shut the fuck up. I think I think Microsoft's yeah like lined everything up in a row and they're just knocking it off one by one. Because yeah, even if you include um, like X Cloud in there too, and like the portable VR systems, you get a portable VR system with cloud streaming from your PC to that or your Xbox to that, then you can have higher end VR games. You can have more of a virtual reality. You can move around the room more. Yeah, walk around and go wherever you want. And you're now you're just living in a virtual world. And, uh, it's funny. I was playing. I was playing um, Psychonauts two on my laptop, and I was test. I was checking out how quick it loads up because it's using like a SSD on my laptop and stuff. And then I played it through XCloud, and it's so much faster through that. God, I can't wait till PC has that like direct storage uh, built right into, and like developers start taking advantage of that because that instant loading is really nice. It's really, yeah. really nice. Games are going to be platforms, boys. They're not going to be just experiences. They're going to be their own platform. That's pretty much it. I feel like... 
yeah, like it's going to be, like I said, almost like Ready Player One, where like it's all about that in-between world. Yeah. The in-between the game the in-game world. Events. You know? Yeah, the in-game yeah. events. The, the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no. The hallways to the games. That the hubs. To, yeah, know? yeah. The, the lobby we chill in before yeah, we yeah, go yeah. and play like Call of Duty yeah. uh, down the street in this weird yeah. building or like. Hello you'll hear, over here. You'll hear me eating dinner, and you're just gonna have to get used to it. You're gonna be like, okay, oh. well, because obviously, because it's a hub now, and it's like, okay, chewing. I know he's chewing, but he's just gonna keep eating, and I'm gonna be like, imagine well, that. Imagine one of your good friends is playing video games with you, and he just starts chewing in your ear. Imagine how nice of a, a friend you would need to have to do Ooh, that. Yeah, I, I just. I want to give everybody a heads up who's listening to this. I've never done that in my entire life to Josh nope. ever, not nope. a single time. Even if it's like an important game and like in the middle of like a mission, I've never been like hitting like the plate of a spoon or like a fork and just that ting sound never hurt. Nope, oh, nope not in the, me. The sloshing and the, the smacking of your lips. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I bought this. I bought this damn headset so I can do this and that. You know, sorry, folks, whoever can see it. I did. I thought about you, Josh, when I got that. I was like, I'm gonna think right. of that. Say, yeah. yeah. At least your headset's working today. So I know. Actually, I figured out the issue. All right, folks. That's 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 all for this week. Um, just giving everybody a heads up. Next week, our um, our episode's gonna air on Wednesday. It's a special reaction to the PlayStation Showcase. Yeah, that's right. The mm-hmm. Xbox North team is gonna watch the. Other guys do it. Yeah, I'm yeah, well because you know, you know, seventy five percent of it is going to be on Xbox. So we got we got to see those yeah. sweet Xbox announcements. Absolutely, because it's always like like there's always that article like that shoots up two hours later that says, "Don't worry, these games, these games, these games are all coming on Xbox too." Yeah. So it's just like it's yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's that? Uh, there's like the there's that like marketing where it's like it, it shows the Xbox version or like the PS version, and then like you get those fanboys that's like it's not coming for your system, and I'm just like, and then you go on Wikipedia and you go, oh yeah, it's coming for everybody else. You're fine. I watch. Don't worry, the cross gen games that will be across uh, platform. Uh, ours will just be free. Yeah. For an upgrade. But enjoy the ten dollars. Enjoy that extra. Enjoy that. That HD rumble, you know, yeah. really immerses you in the game. Yeah, when you go to the settings and the first thing you do is shut it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're also, I just I love, wanted... a, I love a trigger on my game fighting me. Yeah. Just giving everybody a heads up. We're we're not going to watch the showcase to bash. We want PlayStation to succeed. I want PlayStation to succeed. Um, if okay. we if we all had like tons of money, like I think we'd all own every system. What I do like a little bit of shit sometimes though ah it's good it's a good fun bathroom man it's what's much new needed you need you need competition and you need to you know you, you just need it you know after tomorrow playstation wins right yeah like, that's just the narrative we're, 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 we have after tomorrow we lost it's all done after tomorrow we're we're fucked dude. xbox has no games Xbox yeah. has no games. Okay, let's let's show sure. a CPI trailer yeah. for something and be like, "Did you see that gameplay? Oh yeah. my god!" Yeah. But you know, Sony sets the bar high for their single player games, even though they're fairly similar across the board. Same third person thing. That's all. I'll just say third person guy walking, maybe a lady. Best, <laughs> the best yeah. version of those third person guys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, but make sure you can't run. You have to like slowly walk and just enjoy that third person echo. I don't know. I never really liked the gameplay for Naughty Dog games, but that's 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 going down yeah. a different. That's that's you a know, you play Gears of War third person shooter and you're like, oh, this is how it's done. Okay. Yeah. You want to change stuff before. Okay. All right. That's it for tonight. Um, before we, it's tonight, um, we're airing it out in the afternoon. Um, before we finish, if you've been following us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe page. If you want following us, hit the like button, leave a comment down. If you're a PlayStation fanboy, criticize us all you want. Uh, I'd love to hear it. You can also find us on audio only on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just look for Xbox Nord Podcast. Also on Reddit, Instagram, look for Xbox Nord Podcast and Twitter at North Xbox. I'm Andrew Vindran with Joshua James and Dan Robertson. Thank you for watching Xbox North Podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.